Episode number 137, I think. Yes, 137. I'm one of your hosts, Andy Buscemi, the self-proclaimed professor of photographic pontifications in good company with the good neighbor of good neighbors, Ms. Lindsay Dario. It seems that's me. I'm here. Hi. That is you. <laughs> and that's it. I've I've succumbed to the nickname. It's me. This, this, That's me. This is the Andy and Lindsay show. Have we ever done this before? Just you and We've I? We've never done this. No. I've done a show with Jimmy. I've never done one with just you. Wow. There's a first time for everything in the history of Wedding Photographers Unite. It's true. Um, so, Lindsay, Dario. Here we are. <laughs> We're in 2020, COVID-19 pandemic um land we are and things are happening things all kinds of things are happening in this crazy world (laughs) um (laughs) do we want to start this again or is this just just i don't know i just felt like taking it slower today you know slow i I have to to stick really soak in your introduction (laughs) (laughs) i have to stick to the game plan which is i hit record once and then we just go i don't want to i don't want to make a liar out of myself now do i no we have to make the best podcast we can make in one go (laughs) that was freaking hilarious at the end of the last episode (laughs) when you were like how do we find you lizzie you're like you just just find me just through the ether of the world we don't need hashtags on instagram i love that it continued during the week because some one of our listeners messaged me and said hey is the is the podcast still a thing because i can't find it and i was like where are you looking and she was like spotify oh that's right and i was like what are we not on spotify (laughs) so i messaged you and you used the same (laughs) rhetoric (laughs) that if people really care about the podcast (laughs) they won't need to find it on the most popular platform they can find it where it is yeah i mean i mean Lindsay, if our podcast is good enough won't spotify find us rather than us having to tell spotify yeah. we exist yeah. right and and us probably right yeah exactly i mean they're paying uh joe rogan there you know however many millions of dollars to from him to go away from youtube to go over there don't they want to yeah. do that with us do they want to yeah. say hey you know like no i mean they don't want to do that why not just, he's just shooting the shit we're just shooting the shit what's the difference i don't understand <laughs> Who cares that we're in this niche market of wedding photography? You know, <laughs> whatever. <sighs> um, so yeah. Um, what's what's up with you? What's I mean, in the simple thing of what's going on right now, we have topics, um, and we can just get yeah, into topics. Yeah. We don't have to do this this what's up with you, and then do the short topics, and then expect to do long <laughs> topics later, and then make it be all weird. Which, but I wanted to ask you. I said I was going to wait sure. until the show. Before we get into that, sorry to sorry to get for the false okay. alarm. I do that. I'm a terrible person. I'm probably like the worst podcast host in the world. Tangents, just like... so many tangents. Yeah. <laughs> no wonder Spotify doesn't doesn't find us naturally. Um, <laughs> but 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 really, oh, I was going to ask you, uh, what do you think? And I'm wondering what listeners think. 
What do you think about swearing on the podcast? What if I start just dropping f bombs left and right because that's what that's what this year has like done to like how I yeah. want to express myself? Can we yes. do that? Should we? <laughs> and talk I was about. I was just about to like go on a big slew of of swear words just to for comedy's sake, and then I thought, what if someone's listening in the car with their kids? I don't want to do that. I think in my like day to day life. Is you know we're friends, we swear, <laughs> and I and I do I do find myself you know checking myself every once in a while. But I think in general, like in in a business professional setting, you know you tone it down a little bit, <laughs> and I think that's that's what this is. Yeah, because um, but yeah, my concern is like like I said, the kids in the car, people listen while they're on the go, and you know maybe they don't want us dropping f bombs in the background. <laughs> Because I think maybe Jimmy was right. I guess I remember he was like, he wanted to like swear and I was like pulling out the censor beefs because in like Evil Podcast, we're listed as not as like a clean podcast, you know? Yeah. But maybe we should change that because I like, I feel like I'm holding back from like dropping some F-bombs once yeah. in a while because I feel like, sure. I need to, you know, not all the time, but like once in a while, I feel like that's how I talk. And if we ever hired an editor for the show, that would be all they had to do was just beep out our swear words. Right. It could be like bare minimum, you know, like we don't need you to cut anything out. Just a lot of beeping. <laughs> so I guess listeners, what I'm saying is, is if you hear this, can you comment on this podcast? Like when you go to the Facebook group and look up this podcast, can you comment? Hey, do you want us to swear or not? Or maybe I'll start a poll in the group or whatever. Comment yeah, on the, comment. The poll. Okay. Yeah, we'll do the poll because I don't know. Do we care about the kids or, or do you, would you rather just us be ourselves and not have to worry about that? You know, I don't know. Let me know because I I've been wanting to like drop some colorful up bombs here and there on the on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, so now we can go. What what what's up? And and what? and feel free to take as long as you want on any topics. We've got a lot to talk about today. Enough, but what's up? Can I can I go for sure go now, for it, man? Make it make okay. it happen. Oh, not much. <laughs> um no not actually not much um you know just had a few shoots here and there i'm heading to the adirondacks this weekend because i don't have a wedding so got a little more time on my hands to do some hiking this summer so i'm going to just try to take advantage of that and and enjoy a little bit of this extra time so leaving tomorrow morning and just kind of getting everything together today and running around but other than that yeah i'll save the rest for our uh, our topics for today oh, okay yeah I, um what's new with you well we're kind of the same thing because i have more time than i usually would you know like now of course so we're gonna go like normally i had a july 4th wedding that's not happening anymore so we're actually are gonna get on a plane and go visit her brother in ohio the pla- a plane the pla- to ohio i'm um, sorry they used to live in ohio now they live in Chicago, so we're going to Chicago. Sorry okay, about that. I a was, little further. <laughs> they, they moved. They moved. So they're in Chicago. Um, and, uh, you know, so he hasn't met our, our son yet. He hasn't met Teo yet. And uh, and it's we're, we're ready. We're, you know, the, the, the flights are, are cheap. We're going to be masked the whole time. I'm not particularly worried about it. You know, some people are like, well, are you getting a plane right now? Like, yeah, I'm getting a plane right now. Like... It's, uh, but that air is filtered right well well right but <laughs> also like i think like in the beginning of this whole covid thing people were like 
we were really concerned about like the surfaces and all that. And I think we have since found out that the surfaces are really not as big of a deal. It would be such a incredibly small percentage that that's the way that it's getting transferred. It's really happening by air particles and all that. So um, I'm not worried about the surfaces. If we're masked the whole time, I think I'm not particularly worried, you know? So yeah, we're yeah. going to on a plane. The flights were cheap and we're going to go out to Chicago for like maybe like four or five days um, and hang out with her brother and have them meet Teo. And uh, that'll be cool. And yeah. other than that, um, I do have my second like COVID land wedding um, happening tomorrow, actually. Uh, it's a fr- okay. Friday wedding. Uh, small, 30 people, less than 30 people, you know, from change from the original plans. Um, I say second because my first one was kind of like just before this all happened, that March, I had that March 14th wedding, which was right. And then on the 18th, they were like, nope, no, that was it. That was just before they said yeah. no. Um and so this will be my first one after that. Um, but but really kind of I view it as my second one in all this craziness. Uh, so let me ask you, have you discussed with them, like, are people wearing masks? Are they not wearing masks? Do you care? Yeah, I have. And honestly, with a lot of my couples that are having things right now, even on the engagement shoots that I've been doing. So I had an engagement shoot the other day and I was like you know, messaging the couples, all my couples, and I'm saying, hey, um, what do you want me to do? You know, option A is I wear a mask the whole time. Option B is I wear a mask just when I'm in close to you to do close-up shots. Option C is um, I wear I don't wear a mask at all on your your decision. But I even worry about saying, because for me personally, I'm, I'm okay. I, I'm, especially if we're working outside, I'm not particularly um, that concerned, although I... I am to some extent too, you know, I think it's, it's a matter of being smart right now, but not stopping our lives. That's kind of where I'm, Mm -hmm. I, I feel. Um, but I do even worry about that from a legal standpoint that I'm giving them the choice to say no mask, because what if they are option a people that want the masks and then they, and then they say, Oh, you're giving them people the options for the no mask then. And then, you know, you never know. Cause, uh, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like from a legal standpoint, if I'm giving a couple the option to say no mask, they might they they might want me to wear a mask the whole time, and then it's not cool that I'm offering other people um, to not wear a mask. Maybe I'm not taking care of and doing the right thing. Who knows? Are you talking about like from a liability standpoint? Yes, absolutely. Like from a liability like if standpoint, they contracted it from you, or or if they said that they did, or or if. They're like, why is this for? T-? But make, like, uh, to be honest, is that even in the phase rule requirements? You know what I oh, mean? So like, if they if they thought like you asked and that implied that you had photographed other couples yes, without wearing a mask correct. and therefore were exposed to other people, exactly. Yeah, but you're also exposed to your own family and whoever else behind closed doors that they don't know about. I don't know. Right. See, because uh, that, so that's but, why it's so I mean, you're right. It me. could happen. It's scary. Right. And that's why it's 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 I always like to from everything that I do in my business. I like to think about it from that legal standpoint. Anytime you communicate with a couple like what if, you know, somebody does like you have to be very careful about the things that we say, the why we say it and all that kind of thing. And um, and I just know that that's something that when I think about it from that standpoint, I always want the couple to have the choice, though, like ultimately like it like what the couple wants is going to beat out the bullshit of the legal bullshit every time you know um so i'm still going to offer that but it's like 
that in the back of my head that was just a thought basically you know yeah so yeah so for the wedding you have coming up did did you give them that same I did. those op- same options yeah so i talked to to the bride on the phone a few days ago and she's basically like nope i'm uh i actually she's a, she's a nurse and she's like in the hospitals and all this stuff through this whole time she's like nope i see it every single day of my life um i would be happy if you showed up just without a mask and we had a day um you know she's like you know obviously you know you can it be smart normal. and stuff like that you know what i mean but she wanted her day to feel normal and i was like even in terms of like group family photos and she's like yep we're a very small group it's just gonna be close family we're all good so just shoot like how you normally would and but i feel like that's a conversation we need to be having with our couples and brides before we shoot with them like all the time right now especially from a legal standpoint too um you know we have to basically do what they want us to do but that one part that i mentioned is a little you know we have to yeah it's a little concerning too. so i've i've talked to a couple photographers recently who have weddings coming up that are um, private events, but with like 150 people mm. and they're not requiring masks. Mm-hmm. And one person specifically has some, you know, she's immunocompromised, not in like a super serious way, but enough that, you know, she wants to protect herself and she's not feeling super comfortable about going to this wedding and shooting. Mm. And so the conversation was like, do you add, add a clause to your, you know, your addendum or your contractor or whatever to, to say, like, if, if this is a situation I'm uncomfortable with, I can remove myself from it for safety reasons, or (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how that would go over, but like, and I've seen a few people say like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm having a baby and I'm due and I have this wedding and no one's going to be wearing masks and I don't feel good about the possibility of (laughs) going to a, a quote super spreader event right before I'm about to have a baby <laughs> things like that so um I get it I don't know what you do and I'm I'm actually very surprised that the venues are allowing that as well, well so you know you're supposed to like have 50 percent capacity or whatever at least in New York and people are like oh we'll we'll spread out and but you know people line up at the bar they get their drinks they're gonna still have dancing like you're gonna have some server who you know is making ten dollars an hour go around and try to enforce some mask rule like that's never gonna happen (laughs) like it's just gonna be a free-for-all right and that's why so i think i think the way it is in new york state right now is that even in phase four wedding venues in particular aren't allowed to open but like the private events like you can have like the under 50 people kind of thing but like like the big wedding venues, that's why these couples don't know, like the September and October couples, because the state basically isn't sane, you know, or they're not included. As the, and like, yeah. So there's still no information for those people. Uh, and the, the uh, venues are in particular are pretty upset about this, calling the politicians. Yeah. I don't know if you saw that one group we're in. The um that what yes. that tra- yeah so there's like a lot of craziness with that. Like people are contacting legislators and all this kind of shit to to make things happen and. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I mean, I get it. I, I totally get it. There mm-hmm. was some str- strong language used in that post about how when wedding venues are being discriminated against, right. it was very, it was very dramatic. Right. But um, I, I understand they just want some answers so they can organize and move forward. It's yeah. Very simple. Like all they need is one answer. Like okay. 
50 people. Everyone has to be this far apart. This is what we're working with. So they can just communicate that with their couples and people can make informed decisions. Yes, I like that. No, I don't. And move on. Right. See, from my standpoint, like when, because they didn't, they, with our industry and photography, they never, they were like not really clear. And then they kind of were like for us, we got, they actually did get something that was clear for the most part, not in terms of like submitting our plan or whatever. Um, but like whenever, whenever the state or a government body does that, when they like, they're like not clear about it. Like if I was a wedding venue, like, like you're not clear about it. You're not saying you're, you're ignoring the industry. You're not saying anything about it. So at that point, it's just open to interpretation. So, I mean, if I was a wedding venue, I would just be like, well, they didn't say not to specifically and clearly, you know, like, well, like you can interpret it as, you know, we're a restaurant. So we're open, you know, we have a, the liquor license and the, and the thing. So we're, we're opening as, you know, um, I don't know. It's just, yeah, I, I, but- I'm annoyed for them basically that there's not, at least yeah. that there's no answer that they're not get, being direct about it, exactly. you know? Um, and the other thing is if they do just try to interpret it themselves, then what if they have an event and then like it gets shut down? Right. It would be horrible. No, I know. You know? I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. Like a lawsuit. Waiting to happen. <laughs> <laughs> that's why, that's why I don't own a wedding venue. <laughs> because uh, yeah, that, I don't yeah, that would do. Yeah. <laughs> um, Okay. So, uh, Olympus, the camera ma- manufacturer, is no more. They're gone. They're oh. done. You you didn't know that? No. Olympus is done. Who cares? But that's not really like uh, making the headlines no. these days. <laughs> they did for, like the micro four thirds cameras. I think that was their thing, and they probably shouldn't have, and that's why nobody really cared. You know, make a full frame okay. camera. Maybe we would have. I had an Olympus you know. once. My yeah. first digital camera was an Olympus. Yeah, I think the, the name will still be there, but like, you know, some other company like bought them out, but you know, okay. that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, did you, before we get into, I got a couple other things. We got our, our bigger topic is going to be, um, friend of the podcast, Hannah Barlow, um, had a mm. post that she made in our Facebook group and man, that's actually part of the reason why I want to drop some F-bombs is like reading that thing. Oh my God. Every time. So like... <laughs> I don't. I'm. I don't like writing words. That's why I do the podcast. I don't write blogs. All right. So, I, but I couldn't yeah. even begin to respond to that because I would. It would just take me so much time to like write all yeah. the intense feelings I was feeling as I was reading that. Um, there were conundrums about the conundrums. Yeah. It was. It was thick. Yeah. Real so, thick. So that's our main topic. We can get into that now. But did you have other things that you wanted to oh, bring yeah. up before? Let's do that. That first. Then. Yeah, I got some. I got a uh, a raw deal I want to talk about. Yeah. You know where this is going? Um, a raw deal. Like somebody wanted the raw files. <laughs> somebody, somebody wanted the raw files. That's what you that know, means. when I was a kid, yeah, when I was a kid, I thought I was going to grow up and be a comedian, and then I quickly realized I'm not very funny. But <laughs> well, did you did you see my delayed reaction? Did you see trapped. any, any actual legitimate laughs out of me? Uh, <laughs> you can keep working uh, on it. No, I, that's what I'm saying. I'm fully aware of the fact that I'm not particularly funny. However, um, yeah, so I had a whenever someone asks me, hey, can we get the raw files? I generally will assume that they just read some blog somewhere that yes. gave them a list of things to ask their photographer and they don't actually even know what they're asking for. Mm-hmm. So typically what I'll do is I will say, oh, is there, oh, that's an interesting question. Is there a reason why you want the raw files? And they usually will say, no, I just read it somewhere. <laughs> and then I can explain to them 
what raw files are and why they are useless to them. Mm-hmm. And then they say, oh, okay, great, never mind. Well, I finally, for the first time in all these years, came across somebody who was very aware of what a raw file was and really did actually want them. So I finally had to come up with like a price and figure out, just figure it out. So um, I asked him why, and he basically said, I'm a nerd and I like to tinker with stuff and I want to, I want the scalability of a raw file. And um, I I quickly realized like I wasn't going to explain what a raw file was to him and and all of that good stuff. So I, I, you know, and I think a good lesson for all photographers, when someone asks you a question, you don't know the answer to don't feel pressure to like give them an answer right then and there. Mm -hmm. So we were on a zoom call and I was like, you know, I'm going to need to think about this one. Um, And said, you know, most people don't actually (laughs) want raw files when I explain them to them. You do. So now I need to to figure that out and I'll, I'll get back to you on that. And, Mm -hmm. So that's what I did. So I uh, I text messaged a, a group of photographers I know and said, hey, what would you guys charge? And then I put up a little poll in a Facebook group full of photographers as well. And the range of answers to this question was unbelievable. Yeah, I believe it. <laughs> range, ranging from, um, you know, I would never, you should never give away the raw files mm-hmm. to um, $1,200 to $10,000 to double your package price to triple your package price and everything in between. Mm-hmm. Um, and then other people who are just like, who cares? Just give them to them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that was probably the least common answer, but really, really random. Just, I didn't, I don't like the idea of someone seeing the unfinished work, of course, because we all have egos and, <laughs> You know, we don't want people to see the formula and and see the before and afters and and all of that. So one friend suggested I offer TIFFs, just a big file, a big edited file. And that kind of got the wheels turning. And someone else suggested to basically edit the photos in Lightroom, export them as TIFFs, and then convert them to DNGs Mm. so that they're essentially getting a raw file but it's that edited. has been edited yeah. so that when they open it in Lightroom or whatever processing system they're using, all of my edits would be zeroed out. Mm-hmm. So they wouldn't be able to see what I had done to manipulate the image in the beginning product. And I thought that was the perfect compromise. So, cause I, I just didn't feel Did you test that. Does that number? just from a technical standpoint, I didn't, I've never thought about that before. I understand the, the process, but did you, I, did you test? And I know you can convert to DNG, but if you take a TIFF, and convert to DNG, is it is it like a fake uh, raw in a way? You know, it's a pseudo yeah. kind of raw, right? Because yeah, you lost the information <laughs> when, you went, when you went from a raw to a TIFF. You lose all that information, yeah. but you're still giving them a raw in theory, right? But it's just a different file form. You know, it's a, it's a file yeah. format raw, but it's kind of like a pseudo raw. Exactly. Okay. And it, I sh- could just give them a TIFF. Mm, right. <laughs> you know, but they the the they like the idea of a, a raw file, and I'll <laughs> I'll get to his reaction to when I suggested this. Okay. Um, <laughs> so to me, any number that I was assigning to these raw files was just an, a completely arbitrary number. You know how we talk about pricing for you know commercial jobs and the usage and whatever, and we're like, I don't know, I just made it up, and mm-hmm. this is the same thing. 
what yeah. is the value of these files to me? Yeah. And and numbers were twelve hundred to ten thousand dollars. So I like that was not a great window for me to work within. And I just didn't feel comfortable charging like a crazy amount of money. So I loved this idea of this compromise, just charge a minimal fee that would cover basically a, a big hard drive that I'd have to put all these files on the time, extra time it takes to um, export them or whatever, convert mm -hmm. all the files and then a little bonus money just for fun. Right. <laughs> yep. I don't know. Yep. And so that's what I did. So um, I, I sent him an email. I explained like all of the, the ins and outs of, you know, why photographers are so private about this. Yeah. I even kind of explained sure. to him. But did you, did you explain the TIFF to DNG thing though? Yeah. Oh, wow. No. So, okay. Yes I was going to no. say, wait, wait, wait. okay. Yes yeah. No. Because that's an interesting, you go either way on that and there's problems with both sides, but go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I suggested the, the compromises. I basically said, look, I asked a ton of photographers what they do. Everyone's pulling out these crazy arbitrary numbers. I, it, they all seem silly to me to charge you just so you can like up res a photo to hang on your wall because you like doing that sort of thing, right. you know? Yeah. So I, I suggested that I offer edited DNG files. Uh, so I basically explained that I'll, I would do all of the editing and then would, um, you know, process the files and he that way would not be able to see my all my secrets is the way I explained it you know mm -hmm. everything would be be zeroed out but he would still have a very large file from which he could do his tinkering mm -hmm. and it, he did not question that that DNG was like a fake raw file at all mm -hmm. so maybe he really did just want a big file well, and if I had said I'll sure. give you a tiff he might have said oh tiffs are good too you know yeah I mean, in theory, but, there should still be more latitude to that file than a JPEG because you're going from, you know, a RAW to a TIFF. So is, is as much information as a TIFF, and there's a lot in a TIFF, you're, yeah. you're going to preserve all that going to a DNG. So, yeah. 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 There, there's a presumption there that uh, obviously they're not going to be buying products from me if he's like tinkering with these files you know he said he wanted scalability so i assume that means he wants to like make his own big prints and stuff like that yeah, so but even if he does he still doesn't and he'll, he'll only do it to four to five four to ten images or something like that right but you know the the reason that you wouldn't you wouldn't want to provide them is because then you know they can make their own products and you're losing True. on your product sales that's yeah. the one reason anyway so i figured there's <laughs> there's a cost for that yeah um so yeah, I said eight hundred bucks. I'll give you the files, these edited DNG files. And he said that sounds amazing. Thank you. And he went for it. So yeah. for very little extra work, I'm gonna get eight hundred bucks. Yeah. So I'm happy. <laughs> oh, did that conversation happen before booking? Yes. Okay. So, so we had talked only about an engagement session, and then. Um, you know, I just kind of mentioned if you guys are planning a wedding, I do include engagement sessions in my wedding packages just to kind of get the ball rolling on that conversation, too. And so then, yeah, it evolved into a conversation about the wedding and had a Zoom call. And the first question he had for me was that one. I was like, wow, you guys are hitting hard on these questions right yeah. off the bat. And that was literally the only question they had for me. Yeah. <laughs> so once I came up with a solution that that worked for him, it was an easy book. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. After photographing hundreds of weddings, I think I've only been asked that question maybe five times, maybe. Uh -huh. uh, and my response has always been, because I 
always want to just book the wedding. That's why that's why yeah. I get that's why I do my 30 weddings a year because I try to make it easy as as long as I'm booking at the price that I want to, right? So I so I always just want to book the wedding. So when that question has come up to me, I'm like, well, same kind of thing as what you mentioned. I'm like, well, why do you want them? And um, if you do, and then if they keep pushing me, right? They keep pushing me, then I'm like, all right, well, I'll tell you what. When I deliver the photos, um, if there's a few images that you want as a raw, just let me know what image numbers they are, and I'll be happy to provide them to you. Again, I'm interested in booking the wedding. I don't want to add this extra thing that could potentially not book me the wedding, you know? So I'm just like, right. I'm, I'm easy as far as it goes, you know, like that part of it. Um, and then by the, t- so the first three times that, that happened, I, I mentioned that to, couple, to those, those couples. I was like, if you want to let me know, let me know the image numbers, like up to 10 or whatever, and I'll give them to you. You're happy to tinker. I deliver the wedding, never hear anything about it. Never, not a, not a single, mm-hmm. peep, not a single thing. Cause really who cares, you know? Um, and they were happy with the other work, you know? So, but, yeah. um, a few years ago I had a wedding, I bring this up and then somebody actually did take me up on it and I'm like, all right, here's the images, whatever. And when I sent them to them, I was just like, you know, it was only like the 10 or whatever, you know, I was like pick, pick 10 images you want to play with. I'm happy to send them to you, whatever. And so I send them and I just made him, you know, I just said, you know, if you're going to edit these, don't say that I shot them blah, 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 you know, in the email. Some people yeah. want to do a contract. And a no publish that. clause too. That yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I guess I should do like a contract in that part of the contract. I didn't. I just did that over email, which over email can work as a contract technically, as long as you're, I mean, and, and over the written communication yeah. actually can be a contract in, in some courts, not all. Um, but that's a step in the right direction. Anyway. <laughs> uh, and then, but then the last one, um, the last one that I did that was a designer, like a graphic designer kind of person, kind of like what you maybe some something similar to what you were just mentioning. And I said yeah. my same thing. I'm like, I'll shoot the wedding. If there's shots that you want at the end, she's like, no, I really like, I want them all. She like wanted them all. I was like, well, I'm not going to do all of them, but, but the images that I shoot, um, if you actually do legitimately want those after the wedding, um, you know, let me know. And whatever, I'll send them your way. I wanted to book this wedding because that was actually my Colorado wedding that I had, um, oh, the, the Denver, yeah. Colorado wedding. So I'm like, I'm not, I'm not yeah. char- saying I'm charging you three thousand dollars for this. You know what I mean? Like, I want to go to Colorado yeah. and shoot this damn wedding. You know what I mean? So, um, so, so, so then I said that, and then I shot the wedding, delivered the photos. They loved them. Everyone was happy, all that kind of stuff. But she still did did then say. I actually do want all the images. And I was like, and I was like, Oh shit, I actually did. So I look back on my emails and I was like, yep, I said that I would give them if she really wanted them. I never would have thought that she would have really actually asked them for, for them, so, but she did. And you know what? Did you ask her if there was a reason why, like if she was unhappy with your edits in any nope. way? Nope. And like if there was anything you could do? Nope. And she said that, that, you know, she, she loved the work and all that kind of thing, but she is a designer and sometimes she does want to be able to go, go in there and do stuff. And she has other people that do use Photoshop at her um, agency for her. Do you know what I mean? And that, that she wants, yeah. you know, I was like, all right, you know, that's, that's cool. Um, so I did, I, I just uploaded them to like Google drive. And I was like, don't, if same thing, if you edit this, don't say that I shot it, whatever. Here you go. And you know what? Whatever. I booked the wedding. It was great. <laughs> I, sh- I shot a wedding in Colorado, shot with Scott Sullivan out there. Do you know what I mean? But, but that yeah. may not have happened if I pushed on, on the Raws, you know, or if I had this, the conversation, you know, but, and it depends on what you're, what, 
because it is a personal decision for you as a photographer. Like, is it, do you want to charge $3,000? Do you want to charge $4,000? Do you want to charge $10,000? You can do that. Sometimes people, sometimes you'll make a lot of money doing that. Sometimes people are not going to book you if you do that, but, but maybe they will, you know what I mean? Like, and, but you have to make that. It's a personal decision. What the value is to me. What are my raw images worth? As what I just said, nothing. They're worth absolutely. (laughs) I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm just, I'm just I think the other <laughs> the other element of it is the marketing. So, you know, when you are saying like, okay, I'll give you these, but you can't, you know, you can't post them with my name on it. So there's a there's a value to that too, because you know, most most weddings you shoot lead to another wedding am, among their circle of people. And so I think there's there's some value in that too, especially if you're just starting out. Yeah, but but now realistically, every time she's posted a photo from the wedding, she always tags me always uses my edits. I haven't seen anything come through that was like something that somebody else edited in some crazy way or something like that. I honestly yeah. don't even think she might go into those images like even when I gave them even when so when she asked like after the wedding I was like, "You know, I will do this, but just so you know, like you I you probably will only use 10 to 20. If you want to just do the 10 to 20, that'd be awesome. Let me know what they are." All of a sudden she's like, "Nope, I want the whole thing." I'm like, "All right. <laughs> you know, I said I would, so here you yeah. go, you know." Yeah. Um, you know. Sometimes, too, you have to think about who the person is. Like, if it's a designer who has great taste, you can maybe trust them more with your images yeah, than she, someone else. But did, it yeah. also, you know, maybe she got her hands on those raw files and realized what a great editor you are and was like, I can't, you know, I'm not doing anything close to what he did. He yeah. worked magic or on Or she realized what, like, the shitty photographer that I actually am. She's like, oh, my God, this guy's <laughs> terrible. Like, he, he made, he, he polished that turd into that photo, you know? So, <laughs> uh, uh, whatever. Um, uh, I had another interesting uh, conundrum. Yeah. So I ordered an album for a client. Uh, the client picked out one color for the spine of the album and one color for the panel. And I accidentally ordered the album in reverse order. So the panel was the spine and the spine was the panel color wise. Mm. so mm. i it, it shows up and i'm like oh wow it's really beautiful yay i'm gonna take a couple of pictures of it and then get it out to her and <laughs> after looking at it for a little while i thought you know i thought she put the gray on the spine and the white on the panel and i, I wasn't even gonna look but i was like i need to know i need to know because <laughs> it looked good it looked good the way it was and so I looked at what she asked me for, and then I looked at what I ordered, and sure enough, I was the one who screwed it up. I reversed the spine in the cover. Mm, mm. And so the next step I took was to email the album company and ask them what it would cost to have it recovered. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I kind of knew what I was getting myself into, mm-hmm. and then had to make a decision. What a what a terrible year for that to happen, too, during this year, like when our income's down, right? I know. Uh, it was so. It was such a dumb, dumb, dumb mistake. But um, so, what would you do? Would you just see if they notice? Just send it the way it is. Uh, would depends. you just immediately send it back and get it recovered? What it depends would you do? on how bad it was. If it if it if it looked bad, um, if it looked bad, I would I would just get it redone. I would like I would say, hey guys, there's a problem with your album. I'm redoing it. Um, it's going to take longer than I thought. 
And because it's going to take longer than I thought, I'm going to give you both of these albums. You give one to your mom or something like that. Um, you know, thanks for thanks for being patient, waiting extra longer for to get the album. Yeah. Yeah. But if it but so, if it well, looks okay, they were going to recover it, so there wouldn't be two. But okay, okay, gotcha. Okay, yep. And it's like a seven hundred dollar album. My cost. Oh, this was yeah. a huge big beautiful all the upgrades kind of if it looked amazing regardless of the error of the color choices i probably would have just sent it and then and then if she said something like because chances are you they're probably going to get it and it's going to be beautiful and it was probably a minor thing whatever but if they did bring it up then then you just have to do it anyway you know so why go through yeah. that if you if you think they're gonna bring it up and if you if it didn't look beautiful um if i mean if it looked beautiful then maybe that's worth a shot you know but if it didn't yeah and that that color choice really kind of threw things off then you just got to do it and it sucks but you got to so what did you do so it it the colors looked great the the main issue i had with it was they picked one was linen and one was leather and the leather being the stronger material really should be the spine of the book not the linen uh, and that's what tr- what actually triggered my thought that like, wait, is this correct? Because I wouldn't, I would have normally suggested to them that they put the leather on the cover, and not the linen. And I was like, oh, it's weird, I didn't suggest that. And then I was like, well, maybe I did. <laughs> so, but it looked really beautiful, and so I weighed all the options. And being the the good neighbor that I am, <laughs> I was. I was honest, but I knew being the super sweet people that they are, if they knew it was my fault, they probably would have taken the book either way because they would have felt bad for me. So Mm -hmm. I told them that it was the album company's fault and that they were going to fix it for free, Mm -hmm. but that I thought it looked really great the way it was. So if they, if they like it the way it is, we wouldn't have to wait for them to recover it. They can have it right away. But if it bothers them, no problem at all. Cause I just didn't want them to feel guilt. Um, I sent them a photo. She wrote back and said, I don't think I would have ever noticed had you not said anything. It looks beautiful. Let's let this album company catch up on the backlog of work. They must have with this pandemic. We'd love to keep it. As what a is. nice bride. And I thought, what? great humans yes. <laughs> in this crazy world right now it was nice to deal with someone who is very reasonable and very happy with what they got <laughs> yeah I, most people kinda, and i said it are. is literally the opposite of what you order do not and i gave her the second choice like if you decide if you change your mind just let me know it's a really not a big deal it'll just take a little time so yeah she wants it Yep. Good news, and I'm gonna save myself. It was gonna cost like two fifty to recover it, plus probably twenty bucks shipping both ways. So probably about three hundred bucks that I don't have to spend now. So yeah. that's good. It's huge. Yeah, it's huge. Uh, listeners, we have an assortment of handpicked information that's relevant to you. But first, just in case you forgot your place in space and time, this is Wedding Photographers Unite, a bi-weekly wedding photography podcast for wedding photographers. Bye, wedding photographers. Wow. Um, <laughs> it's not just Neil that's late for that. Um, <laughs> the show goes live roughly other. There's a uh, delay. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Neil always blamed it on the delay too. I I know. Um, the show goes live roughly every other week, and while we're at it, please do leave us a review and 
Apple Podcasts, subscribe in Apple Podcasts, and help us help you by sending in questions to info at weddingphotographersunite.com or connect with us on our Facebook group. We would prefer to talk with you rather than at you. Uh, so, speaking of posts on our Facebook group, man, uh, Hannah, friend of the podcast, as I mentioned, posted in there, and I'm going to get fired up the more that I read this because it's really kind of annoying, the whole thing. Uh, let me pull it up here. I'm going to just read what Hannah wrote, and she wrote in a few times because there were updates. <sighs> so here's a sticky situation. Last year, a bride texted me and told me she wanted to submit her wedding to a magazine. Sounds good so far. I told her they needed to contact me, and she confirmed she has the text to prove it. Fast forward to today, and boom, her photos are in a magazine. Plot twist, she submitted them and paid almost $300 to the publication to do so. Paid. Paid $300. Not one person from the magazine ever told her about this or got a hold of her. Today, she had already contacted the bride. She states that she didn't sign off on copyright. Um, And Hannah says, I'm sure it was part of the terms of agreement, though, when you made a payment, when she made the payment. She was also apologetic that they didn't contact her, Hannah, and she states that they said they would. Plus, she's super proud of this and posted all over Instagram about But It's Grinding My Gears that this popular um, West Virginia magazine printed her images without permission. So, she's sitting here pondering her options and the potential results. Her knee-jerk reaction is to reach out to them. But then she assumes they're just going to tell her that the bride signed off on it. Um, She already does know that I'm reaching out to them, though, the bride. Uh, This particular bride does refer me to a ton of friends who have also booked me and definitely don't want to burn a bridge with her, and I should probably just let it go. I've made more money off the weddings I've gotten from her referrals than I really cared to get from this magazine. But again, the magazine didn't notify her when this was happening. So it is the principle she's talking herself in circles here. So would I be already the plot thickens so uh lindsay so far if you were in that situation what what are some of your thoughts um first of all i can't believe that publications charge couples to have their weddings but it gets just sad they paid money just to be seen i mean i shouldn't I don't mean to speak ill of anyone who's done this. I'm just very surprised that people want to be in magazines. Yeah, I'm surprised at that too. Um, and someone mentioned in the comments that they see photographers do this often where they pay to be in magazines, to be published in magazines. And I was surprised by that too, actually. I mean, that at least makes more sense because there's some advertising potential and there's also just being able to say like oh i've been published in x y and z and i understand there's there's a a reason for that but i was still kind of i just feel like the publication should be picking people based on their merits and not just who pays them it's the same thing with venues that have like a pay-to-play preferred vendor list they're not preferred vendors they're just people who paid you money so yeah, that was the first thing that threw me off. The second was, you know, obviously this is a couple that she really likes and who's giving her good business, so you don't want to rub them the wrong way. So 
in that situation, I think it's on it's on the magazine. I, that's where I would go first. Let's let's see what she does. Let's let's let <laughs> this next? the story continue. Chris responds back to to what Hannah wrote so far. Contact the magazine with a bill. It doesn't matter if the bride signed off on it. Any magazine worth paper it's printed on would know that they need the photographer's permission. Yes, Chris, I agree. But let's keep going. Nick says, so you're unhappy about the free advertising and happy client telling her friends about you? He's Whatever, confused. Nick. Get yeah, out of here. I, seriously. Like, like, <laughs> dude. Get out of here. Yeah, I'm so here's the thing. Like I even me <laughs> and you just heard how freaking liberal I am with the raw files and all that kind of stuff, right? Like even for me, like dude, all right? Like yes, I understand Nick to an extent, okay? You so you you're going to the 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 free advertising and happy clients and all that kind of stuff. But dude, the other side of that coin is that magazine took money from the couple is completely ignoring your that you have that you have any kind of ownership or anything to do with the images at all at all or the law completely ignoring copyright law (laughs) hannah very politically correctly responded back to nick's half nonsense she said nope um unhappy isn't a good word for it she's surprised and perturbed um as she stated in her post it's just the principle of the whole thing which it would be for me too um, it won't get me any business, so it's not advertising for me, right? Because in any of these situations, almost very seldom do you get do you get actual business from these things. When right. they get posted in the in the thing, it's all about networking and friends. Yes, that's where you get the business, but not because your images are in some state magaz- wedding magazine, and then the, the some couple find happens to find you out of the fifty other photographers that are in there, like, oh, I, this this guy, I'm going to call him and book him right now because of this post. It, now, right. I'm not saying it doesn't happen, but it is very rarely compared to actual networking and all the other stuff, which, you know, is part of this, too, which is why there's a there's a line that Hannah's trying to walk. Because that part doesn't matter. Sure. Um, so she but but she never gave him permission. OK, let's keep that in mind. Um, and then other people kind of step in agreeing. Let's just get some of uh, Hannah's updates where she's responding to other things. So she's talking about, um, yep, word of mouth is everything. She's agreeing with it. She has a uh, five-minute rule before emailing, waiting five minutes before responding, because oh. I would be pissed in this situation. Like, I'm already pissed. But but, but yeah. where this goes. Five minutes is nothing, though. Yeah, I need, like... If anything, I get more heated up in five minutes. I need, like, a, di- like a solid, at least a sleep. One sleep cycle before I respond to something that I'm upset about. Yeah, other people are just saying it's weird that people that couples are paying to do to put that in there, which yes, it is. Um, and then Ben's like, "Yeah, I'm from the same area, and he's been published in the same magazine, um, and the magazine always has reached out to him for a release, as they should." Somebody dropped the ball. Definitely reach out to the magazine. Good advice, Ben. Um, other people are saying to reach out to the magazine. Blah blah blah. Then post the actual photos, which her photos look fantastic in the magazine, by the way. But let's get to the juicy stuff. Update from Hannah. Here she says, I just feel so icky. After my phone conversation, I sat on the phone with a gal who states, and by the way, I did try to get Hannah on for this episode. Totally last minute because I do everything last minute when it comes (laughs) to this podcast. And uh, she had an engagement shoot tonight. Uh, But otherwise, she would have joined us like she had, you know, so. But she's. 
Just, I just want to throw that out there. I did try to get her on her, rather than me sit here reading her words. She sat on the on the phone with a gal who states that she tied, tried to reach me multiple times via email and couldn't. So the magazine is saying, oh, we tried to reach out to you, Hannah. She spent about 10 minutes searching through things and kept apologizing for her computer being slow while she was talking on the phone. I kept telling her to take her time. No rush. I kindly asked for copies of those emails, which she could not furnish. I also can't oh, find them funny. anywhere. Yeah, what funny that, that you couldn't find the emails that you're <laughs> saying that you wrote. Um, she also states that one was open June 23rd, which was the other day or last or last year. But I didn't have the wedding done on June 33rd on, on June 23rd because it wasn't until 629 last year. So she stated that she couldn't find me on Google. She's easily Googleable. 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 I don't edit this <laughs> podcast. She then claimed that she did send me a copy of the magazine and read off her address, which I assume she Googled. I was kind and patient. I simply explained my concerns. She fired back with, well, usually photographers are thrilled to be published, and we don't have the staff to reach out to every photographer, uh. so we just trusted the brides at their word that they hold copyright. She was more irritated by no, my call. No, hold copyright. Oh, my God. You're a magazine <laughs> and you don't understand this. Um, she was more irritated by my call. Liar. And I could tell again. And I was totally kind and told her that I would have been happy to give them the usage rights had they just asked. At the end, she told me that they needed to reach out to the couple and take it up with them. Oh, yeah? That's not how copyright works. Hmm. I added that last <laughs> sentence. Um, I did. I don't intend to pursue it any further, which ugh, I feel more weird about it now. <laughs> oh, man. Ben writes in. Unfortunately, this is the direction the blatant copyright information is headed and has been for some time. I'm all for sharing and doing what's best for the client, even for free if it means looking good in the eyes of the client. But permission to do this needs to be there. I wouldn't be interested in pursuing legal action either. See, I don't know, man, because in this situation, screw that. When when some when you're lying to me, that is that is blatantly lying. Yeah. Yep. At, at that point, I'm going to start looking into options because that's bullshit, man. Like that's thing. If they just said, oh, my gosh, we're so sorry. We must have we must have it must have been an oversight. We we always email photographers and we must have just forgot. We're so, so sorry. It would have been no big deal. But because they went on and on about how they made all these efforts and couldn't find her on Google, which is like clear BS. <laughs> there's just there's no way. So Hannah keeps updating. Also, she's trying to get a copy of the terms. Um, you can't even get the information or the terms after you pay for the submission. So basically, you pay before you even know what you're agreeing to. This is very strange. Hannah, with a new update. It's so ridiculous at this point that I'm laughing. I called again, and she sent me a copy of the email she claims to have sent me. It's not even related to my bride or wedding. It's literally a general form they send to all West Virginia photographers asking for information to update their database. Also, she said that it would take some time to send me the terms she claims my bride agreed to when submitting the photos for publication. Shady, shady. True, true. I added the true, true. Meanwhile, they're making a $10. They're, they're making $10 an issue of the magazine. Okay. So they're making $10 an issue off of the magazine. Yep. And they charged my bride $300 for one spread and never notified her. Um, so she keeps saying, let's multiply all these weddings by 300 plus $10 an issue. Good idea. What is that? Um, uh, one more thing. Uh, however, somebody, Grant says, however she paid, that's her breach and effectively gave them permission. 
no no that's not how it works how copyright works you owe the, yeah, as the photographer no. you own the copyright until you give it to somebody else and i'm sure in hannah's contract it didn't say that you know i'm a work for hire and here you go a couple to do whatever you want to do with it um exactly yeah just because the couple signed something doesn't release the um the liability from the publisher yeah right right does that put the, the liability back on the couple yeah when i not sure. when i messaged hannah last minute asking her if she wanted to be on the show she said um she would love to blah 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 but then she said oh she so wishes she could pop on this is a private message to me that's this isn't in the group now she said i would have a lot to say i don't think i made it clear i did know that this bride wanted to submit she asked and told me i told her it was fine that they needed to contact me for release um not that it makes it right but i love that the bride dearly and i don't want to look like she did it behind her back okay but here's the important thing that she said there are 43 weddings in there multiply 43 by $300 they charge for each couple or photographer and then add you know they're they're charging $10 an issue times the amount of people that buy it right alexa what's 43 times $300 129 oh my god it's a lot of money $12,900 so so the magazine yeah. made 13 grand off of couples submitting to this to this magazine and then they're not paying anything to the photographers and they're stealing the images without, without asking for copyright. And they're saying that the bride gave them copyright and the bride don't ha- doesn't have copyright to do that to begin with. So, so here's the, a couple things about this. This is why we should always be filing our images for copyright, the copyright office every year. And then after we after we do that, when these things come up, you have a better a better leg to stand on, at least as far as the courts go right now. Um, there is the copyright on the case act that's going through. Thank you, American Society of Media Photographers, for trying to um, allow us as photographers to go through small claims court when these things happen. Hopefully that, that gets passed. There's one senator that's holding up that bill. Um, but uh, but this is even in this situation um, when this kind of thing if this were to happen to me, like I would be legal action and I'm never legal action. I'm never about that. But like you lied to my face and then, and, and then you're, you're getting everything wrong about the idea of copyright. So I would be invoicing them at least for the use of the use of the images essentially at this point. And it would be fairly higher than I would have charged had they just asked. Um, because had they just <laughs> asked, um, that's a different kind of, um, situation but when you're not asking and you're lying and you're saying that the couple gave it when they don't have the permission to do that you if you don't know that as a magazine you are lying through your teeth if you don't know if you're thinking the couple has permission to give to give um copyright for that nope they, that's not how it works not how it works anything else we want to add to that probably not uh, no i think sending an invoice is fair um i don't think hannah's gonna do that because she's She's sweet. She's a sweetie, but she would be totally in the right to do it. And I would absolutely try to speak to someone like whoever is in charge of that magazine and let them know that this is happening and that one of their employees is just like straight up lying to photographers. Because if they if it, they did that to the wrong photographer, they could get in a whole world of trouble, you know. And it's just 
shitty. But if you if you Ugh. if you actually did like if this was a wedding from last year and you filed like every year at the end of the year I send my like my top images to the copyright office just to have them in case some of the, this kind of bullshit were to happen. But if you did do that, if you did do that like I do every year and that was part of the you know in the copyright office, um, you contact a lawyer immediately and they are screwed. Like 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 they are completely and utterly screwed because they have exactly zero permission. They have nothing in writing saying saying that they can do that. So you can write your invoice for for you know whatever you freaking want, and you're probably going to do pretty well. But yeah. you talk to a lawyer first to get their opinion on on what to do on a step by step basis. But if you if you did not do that, it doesn't mean that you can't still talk to a lawyer and let them know because they're because they are still copyright infringing you know what you have it's just it's just harder to pursue legal action the way our shitty court system works right now hopefully this case act packs passes so that we don't have to go through this nonsense in the future having to copyright everything every year with all this thing so yeah but even still the odds of them like looking up your copyright and making sure the images are actually filed like they're more likely to just pay the invoice than go through all the legal trouble of doing that so right which they should because they legally are you know they they would have, yeah, to have a lawyer because that's money you're owed yeah <laughs> um yeah ridiculous Anyway, they got free images and they got three hundred dollars or or at least I'm in the wrong business. (laughs) Yeah. Or at least have have like she said, have the conversation first, because for me, what I usually do is I say, you know, like you can use the images if they're watermarked. If it's in a magazine like that, if it's my name's on it, I probably I'll probably even say yes. But but the point of it, but the issue of it is the is the just doing it and thinking like you're on your high horse and it's right when it's completely illegal. It is completely against copyright law. Um, there's, it is, it's wrong and it's not okay. And, yeah. and, and yeah. that, that, that publication needs to be educated. And that's why more of us should be filing our copyrights every year to, to deal with these assholes with this kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, and when they said like, oh, most photographers are thrilled to be in the magazine, like screw you, <laughs> you know, like to think that they're that elite and special, like you're not, you're not special. No, you're not. And and uh, and honestly, anytime I get that kind of stuff from any of those vendors, whatever, I literally I delete the email. I mean, I mean, when it's like, um, you know, I got an a email from a local venue. They're like, you know, pay a thousand dollars and you'll be on a preferred. I I delete, 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 delete because my business has nothing to do with hashtags, Lindsay Daddario on Instagram. It has nothing to do with paying <laughs> venues money to be seen. It has nothing to do with paying magazines to be seen. It's all organic and there's none of this nonsense. You know what I'm saying? And then my business is organic and then I live a happy Andy with Shummy life only dealing with people that want to deal with me. Okay. That's all I'm saying. Keep hammering home on that. You do you. Okay. All right. You do you. (laughs) (laughs) We've got, we've got one more thing that I wanted to mention. Um, another friend of the podcast, podcast of his own, you know, the guys wedding photo hangover. Um, I was, Mm. uh, cruising through social media and I saw an article written by Stephen Van Elk's wife called shooting an entire day with the iPhone 11 Pro. She, so she shot a wedding on just an iPhone 11 Pro. And it's on Petapixel. And I'm going to link to it in these show notes. 
and you should take a look because it's interesting. And at first, it looked like they actually just did the whole wedding with just the iPhone, uh, iPhone. But then there were like comparison 5D Mark IV images at the end, so I think they were kind of doing both. But they did shoot the whole wedding all with the iPhone Pro and talked about the pros and cons of shooting it all day with just the iPhone. And and in terms of like what it was like. Uh, you know, and the, where, where it succeeded, where it fell at different points during the day. And honestly, who cares about these cameras? Sure, you can do it, right? Yeah, you can do it. Yeah. That camera, first of all, that phone's awesome. Yeah. It's got three lenses. The, the like, HDR feature is so realistic. It's not, like, annoying, ugly HDR. It's just like, wow, the clouds are exposed correctly, and so is this person. It's amazing. Like, the amount of work it takes to get a raw file to look the way... A picture comes out of the iPhone nowadays. It's pretty impressive. So I, I assume one of them shot the Mark IV and one of them shot the iPhone. If that it, I would have. They didn't do it exclusively. Yeah, I tried to. I I skimmed the article. I didn't read the whole thing word for word. Um, but and I tried to look for that in particular to see, but I didn't. It didn't pop out at me. Uh, maybe I just missed it. Um, but I'm assuming that as well. I'm assuming like probably like Jennifer did just the iPhone Pro and maybe. Um, see, I think Steve does mostly video. I didn't, I, I know they sometimes work together, but I'm not really sure. I'm not sure. Mm. Um, but it looks like that's probably the case. Um, I'd be curious to know. Um, but either way, check that article out. It's interesting. Uh, when you look at the different parts of the day and, and, um, and all that, because you know, we can totally do it and the photos look great. They looked awesome. They look fantastic. Yeah. You know? Um, I believe it. Yeah. So anyway, uh, I think that's it. That's it for, for this episode. One thirty seven. It was all going well this episode until, well, we had the the thing where it it broke in the middle, and then Anna's post when I was talking about that got a little lengthy. But you know, I wanted to talk about it. <laughs> and I can only hear like half of what you're saying. But other than that, it's going really well. <laughs> <laughs> I like the positivity, Lindsay. We need the positivity great. in 2020. Everything was great, you know. Uh, yeah. Okay. I'm here um, for it. We'll uh, see you next time. We're going to have a guest. Um, and we'll yeah. talk then. <laughs> this is from 137. Liz Daddario, where can people find you? People can ha- find me under the hashtag. No, I'm kidding. Um, find me on Instagram. Lindsay at work is my handle. Or you can go to my website, daddario.com. The one thing that pisses me off about this episode, Lindsay, is I'm gonna actually have to edit it in like three different yeah. ways. Man, I, I I'm that hasn't happened in a while. I think it's because it's just the two of us. It's harder with two people. Maybe that's why. When you got the yeah. you got the four people, you know. Just yeah, I could have restarted my computer if there were more people on, and you guys could have kept talking, and then I would actually be able to hear that's, what you're saying and been a little bit more engaging. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> Um, my name is yeah, Andy Buscemi. Is. You can find my name by looking up my last name, which is B-U-S-C-E-M-I, and then putting my first name in front of that, and then Googling that, and then all my stuff comes up. I don't have to hashtag or anything. I just tell you. I just tell you that, and then you find me. <laughs> and then that's it. God. God, I'm such a weird podcast host today. Sorry for that. <laughs> all right. Uh-huh. We'll see you next time, everybody. Thanks for listening. Good night. See ya. Thanks, everybody. Goodbye.